It's Bronze of Modern Gods. I'm John. And I'm Richard. And we're at San Diego Comic-Con Special Edition. Special? Special. It is Bronze of Modern Gods. I'm John. And I'm Richard. You're on the wrong side. I am on the wrong side. I know. That's okay. You can stay there. Hey, we are here <laughs> at San Diego at San Diego Comic-Con Special Edition. And we've been here for two days now gathering some content, interviewing some people for you. We've got a lot of the show going on. No hot book of the week this week. No underrated book of this week. It's all about San Diego Comic-Con. What do you think? It's been it's been amazing. You know, this is my first time at, uh, at San Diego. Uh, other than one incredibly long line we waited in for the for the COVID uh, uh, check, um, it's been a wonderful, wonderful show. I mean, I, I can't have asked for a better introduction to SDCC. Yeah, as we'll find out later on in this episode, uh, Richard's been spoiled rotten with his first San Diego Comic-Con experience. No crowds, uh, no shuttle buses, but we'll get into that later. Uh, and let's go, uh, what do you say, we head inside and talk to some people we know. Sounds good. Let's go. here with uh, Gene from Shortbox. Gene, you co-founded this deal, did you not? Yeah, my co-founder Beach and I, we launched Shortbox almost 10 years ago as a blog and then we actually, which a lot of people don't realize. I didn't know that. Yeah, and then you know we started building our community and then about two and a half years ago we started building Shortbox the app and then we launched it officially just under two years ago and so. Alright, for people that don't know what it is, give me, the, give me the elevator pitch for Shortbox. What is it? Yeah, so at its core, Shopbox is a marketplace for buying and selling graded comic books only. You know, the reason why we wanted to build it is because it's a huge pain to do something as simple as just buying and selling a comic book. You don't say. No, no, no one actually likes eBay. Everyone uses eBay begrudgingly because there's no better option and, and their fees are really high. And then you have the major auction houses that, again, charge really, really high fees, fees, fees or they're just not accessible to the regular collector. That and the comic book collecting industry hasn't really kept up its pace with innovation and technology um, for various reasons. Uh, we both have uh, backgrounds in technology, so we decided to kind of combine our, our skills and passions together to build what we believe is the best platform for buying and selling comic books today. That sounds like someone I know. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, you know, it's I've, I've, I've sold 10 books on the Shortbox platform, and I've bought a number of books as well. I have to say, you make, the, you make it frictionless. You know, you, you list the books, you guys cover shipping. Even better, when it's an expensive book, like I sold a book that was $1,500, you, sh you ship it to you yeah. first to, to validate that the book is actually what you're saying it is. So as a buyer, you have that confidence that you don't get from eBay and, and platforms like no, that. And that's the most important thing, right? It's just making sure, one, that we make it completely easy, right? It's just even selling on eBay is really complicated because for, for whatever reason, there's a lot of just complications there and it's very complicated. And then fees, making sure that they're they're competitive, but also just as important and more important is just safety. Yep. Right, so every order is fully insured, fully protected for both the buyer and the seller. So we just want to make sure that we just build the easiest and safest way to, to buy and sell a combo. Again, it sounds really simple and, and makes a lot of sense and it seems obvious, but that type of experience just hasn't existed. So just, just to be clear, we're not sponsored by Shortbox <laughs> yet, uh, and uh, you have a you have a promotion going on right now. Yeah, no. So uh, it is it is Black Friday to Cyber Monday weekend. So on the app, if you go on the app, 
the entire app, every single purchase is 10% off. And you'll see a promo code that's posted right there, right at, right at the top. Of when does that end? Cyber Monday. So Monday at 11.59 p.m. Pacific. All right, so you East Coasters, you got to get it done before... Uh I don't know, Richard, you're on the East Coast. What time is that, 9 o'clock? Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> if it's midnight uh, Pacific, yeah, it's, later. yeah it's, it's 3, right. Three. I, I was told there would be no math. Uh, so, uh, again, Shortbox is available as an app on the App Store and Apple and yep. uh, uh, Available on iOS, available on Android. Uh, we've got tens of thousands of users, thousands of sellers. Uh, a lot of the dealers on the show floor are actually sellers on Shortbox also. So we've got a lot of support from the community. Uh, just growing really, really fast. Here's my one. Custom here. web pages too now. Now, yes. as you can create a, a, a uh, URL that you can have all your books listed on and be able to sell off the web too. Yep. That's, that's cool. All right, here's my one gotcha question. Yes. What do you collect? Golden Age. I, I am a pure Golden Age collector. Uh, specifically, LB Cole. He's oh, my okay. favorite. Nice. You have something here for sale. I don't know if you know. <laughs> There's a whole oh, yeah, row here of some Cole. beautiful LB Cole books. Uh, I love his artwork. He is a master of the paintbrush and color and composition, and it's just and they're rare. They're they're really hard yeah. to find, and they're just beautiful, beautiful colors. And so uh, I love LB Cole's work. And again, really expensive and really hard to find. But uh, when you do get one, it's 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 really exciting. Growing up, I used to buy the Overstreet Price Guide every year, and they would always have like LB Cole covers. I'm like, who is this LB Cole? And now I can actually see them. Yeah. That's the great thing about being a grown up. Uh, Gene. Thank you so much. Thank you. And everybody, check out Shortbox if you have not. The uh, Heritage Auctions booth, and there's a, a stunning original art. There is a friggin' Steve Ditko splash page from Amazing Spider-Man 37, uh, and right next to it is Jack King Kirby uh, from Journey into Mystery 106. So you've got Ditko and Kirby up for auction in January, and Richard, this is one of your bad boys down here. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's the early uh, X-Men run. It's a Dave Cockrell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the issue right before John Byrne took over. That's right. And next to it, next to it is uh, a Don Heck page from uh, Suspense 39, first appearance of Iron Man. You know, unfortunately, no Iron Man on that page. <laughs> but yet, it's you got Tony. Yeah, you got Tony Stark there. Uh, and over here, you've got just a classic V for Vendetta, David Lloyd page. And more X-Men uh, Cockrum from X-Men 94. And of course, you've got uh, little Gil Kane action there. So not selection. too shabby. Yeah, it's a great selection. I'm really looking forward to the auction. Awesome. It's Ian from Hood Rat Comics and the Team Nerd Herd. Hey, yeah. how's it going, guys? What's going on? Good, we finally man. get to meet in Funny. person. You live down here, though, right? Yeah, this man, is, I live down here, man. This is like, yeah. eh, it's another yeah. Comic-Con, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, a, it's like our first one. It's oh, true. It's our first one. I haven't been to a Comic-Con since the pandemic. This well, none of us have. Oh, you mean your first one, period. For, for, oh, okay. For, I mean, first one since the pandemic. I thought you meant your first San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, no, no. It's my, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, your 400th. Whatever, yeah. Whatever. you're older than me. 
Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got the gray. You see gray here? Uh, any any scores so far? Anything good? Yeah, man. I went through a two dollar box over here, and uh, yeah, here's some gold. There was some gold in there. And which which box? <laughs> oh, so, hey, it's the one over there. I'll, I'll show you after. What'd you find? Um, I found um, second appearance of Doctor Afro, like three of them, oh, wow. like three of them. Wow. Uh, and then I found like the first subpoena of uh, Joaquin, you know, the uh, from Captain America. All right. I found the first Jem Bartel cover ever. That that gem, like two bucks, wow. dude. It was That's in a two dollar box. I was like, why, why did we miss this box? <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then uh, Efren from uh, Pass Point One came and joined me, and he grabbed a bunch too. Like we had a party. We gotta go. <laughs> it's good talking to you. <laughs> Anything else? Any, nah, any man. big books? Uh, uh, yeah, I picked up one big book. Uh, it was like Jenica's uh, 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 first appearance. Oh, okay. um, it was like a 9.8 slab, but it was like the uh, an exclusive from Ponies and something. Oh, right. Like there's only 750 of those. Okay. It was an early bird special from Kevin Eastman. He put it in a slab box for only a hundred dollars. Wow. Like, nice. Yeah, man. Not bad. I had to. I had to get it. You know. It was, it was it was a good deal. Anything Grail-wise you're hunting or? Oh man, just hanging out, dude. Okay. I went to a couple panels. I thought I was gonna see you guys in the NFT panel. Shh. <laughs> yeah. Then I went to the Metaverse panel. I'm a nerd like that, you know. Okay. What did you think of it? It was awesome, man. A lot of a lot of good discussion. A lot of like uh, ways they're trying to put the Metaverse and how they want to cross-chain it, cross-platform it. It's pretty interesting. We talked to one of the guys on the panel for about an hour after. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, he was just wow. breaking it down. Where was this panel? It's right <laughs> up here, man. 25 AB. Was it yesterday or today? Today, 26 AB. God. Yeah. Damn it. I would have gone to that. <laughs> All right. Well, good to see you, man. Good to see you, uh, man. Dude. We will have to uh, collaborate some more in the future. Yeah, for sure. We haven't been on your show in a year. <laughs> just saying. Oh, you're invited anytime, both of you oh, guys. Awesome. On awesome. camera. On camera. You heard it. <laughs> We're back with uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Steve says boom. Say boom. Boom. Thank you. I appreciate that. With Torpedo Comics, how has it been so far? Uh, it's been a relatively sort of slowish show. Yeah. But, I mean, I wasn't expecting anything at this show. So, uh, we sold a couple of books. You know, we're doing uh, well over there. But what has been a success is our mystery boxes. Oh, yeah. Our mystery boxes has been a great success. Okay. And, of course, the little signing that we had at our booth with Kevin Eastman. Uh, was a runaway success, but I mean, you can't really make a mistake with that, can <laughs> exactly. you? Exactly. Uh, but you know, when it comes to the high end stuff like that, you know, eh, middling. But everything else, uh, especially those mystery boxes, I'm like, wow, okay, I'll take that. What are people asking for? Um, they're not really asking much uh, at our booth. Okay. They're coming up and saying, oh, and they're pointing. <laughs> They're not really asking. They're like, oh. Uh, at the other booth, I don't know what they're they're asking for. Uh, but my, as I say, at my booth, they just stare. What, what, tell everybody what you've got, some of the stuff, some examples. All right, so we have over $2 million worth of inventory right there. You know, we got the first, uh, you know, Robin. You know, we got our first Amazing Spider-Man. We got the first Hulk. We got, you know, first X-Men. So it's a Silver Age bonanza. We've also got some big Golden Age books, of course. Uh, yeah, we're loaded for bear right there. We've got a, a, a beautiful, amazing Spidey 300 9.8. You know, we've got a 9.8 amazing Spidey uh, 129. So, yeah, we're, uh, 
We're ready to rock. We saw you guys doing live sales earlier. Yes, it's always interesting to do live sales <laughs> at a show, at a show <laughs> and live. It's been very chaotic. Uh, in fact, today was yesterday was my first time ever doing it at a show. Yeah. Because you know, usually I'm in my little nice controlled environment, and I have my books, and I do a promo. So suddenly I'm in this chaos land. I'm like, what's going on? They're like, well, sell these. And I'm like, I'm touching these 1990s books. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a different experience, but. Uh, something very special happened today, and uh, lucky enough we did record it. Because one of the bane of my existence is Squirrel Girl. <laughs> I hate Squirrel Girl with a passion. And as we're doing the flame sale, a girl comes along dressed as Squirrel Girl. Oh, so okay. Everything stops. We're filming. We're taking pictures, just so people can go look. You know, now that would never have happened in our warehouse. Only out here. So yeah, that was worth its weight in gold. Are you a fan now? Uh, I'll never be a fan, but she was, you know, she was a very nice girl. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do anything but the character herself. I'm gonna snap that character's neck. Well, I have a question. Um, have you seen an increase in sales of Silver Age books over other ages recently? Um, what I've noticed is that some of the uh, the box books, the body books, are sort of slowing down a little bit. Uh, titles like Tales to Astonish, Tales of Suspense, Journey to Mystery, unless they are a super key, um, sort of right. like a, a little bit of slowing, even if it's Avengers and they're not keys, sort of slowing. I think uh, I think the that r raising money that we had for two years, you know, people were getting free money. We yeah. all know that. Right. And they were like, oh, I'm going to go buy this. Things have definitely stabilized. Now, the keys are always going to be hot, you know, Avengers 57, whatever it is, and, you know, Avengers 8. But... If you want to try and sell an Avengers 28, you know, now it's like, hmm, yeah. okay. So that's what I've noticed. So I know what you like, but we always ask this question. What, for everyone else that doesn't know, what do you collect personally? Um, Besides Quasar. Yes. <laughs> well, lucky enough, I have every, you know, realistically, every Quasar appearance. You can't brag to me. Okay, go on. Uh, <laughs> I dressed as the guy. Yes, that's why I, I took my hat. I mean, I thought I was, I thought I was king of Kazan. I saw this picture and I was like, I'm second best. I'm second best. I can't believe it. Uh, now I don't actually collect myself anymore. Really? Yes, I stopped buying uh, books in the year 2000. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, after I was sort of complete with what I wanted to do. I hear you. The only books I'm missing are ridiculously expensive, and I can't do it. Can't, I can't They're behind it. you. I'm just saying. I know, but I can't spend 25 grand on a book. I hear you. I can't do it. It just I goes against you. my nature. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a generational thing because I'm the same way. Uh, there's a point where I'm like, oh, it's still a comic book, even though I've been doing this since I was five years yes. old. And again, we're also hurt by the fact that we bought books at a reasonable price back in I the day. bought it as a quarter off right. the stand. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, back, back for us in the day, I remember I screamed blue murder. I spent $100 on my Silver Surfer number one, and I was furious. Oh. I was like, oh my God, how much is this book? Yeah. $100? Do you, that's, that's all of my comic spending for the, you know, for the show. Mm -hmm. You know, it, lucky enough, I bought it, and yeah. I, I looked at it recently. It's a 9-0. Oh, well, snap. So, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> Good investment. There's no way I'm buying a 9-0 right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, that was like me and Howard the Duck number one. I think I paid $7 for it, and um, I'm like, it's only on issue number eight. Yeah. Yes. So again, uh, people of our generation, yeah. I think we're 
we weren't spoiled, but we were just there at the right time right, when right. books were sort of reasonable. And we may have seen a book and gone, oh man, that's, it's a thousand. Right. Uh, I'm gonna wait, now it's too late now because that book's now uh, 50 to 60,000. Exactly. Okay. And in our minds, we're like, it was a thousand. Right. I can't do the 60. On the podcast, I don't know how many times Richard could probably uh, put make a swear jar every time I say, that's a $20 book, you know? <laughs> yes. But it's not. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, or, so even though I have stopped collecting, I still love my books. And so um, every now and again on my Steve Says Boom, you'll see I do a little yeah. showcase. You know, I'll bring out some books. And it's not always the huge books. Right. Like, I bring out the whole run of Nova, and I'm like, hey, nice. people, look at this. Yeah. And everyone's like, what's he looking at Nova for? <laughs> like, then you get to the Carmine Infantino issues. and <laughs> Well, hey, you know, I, 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 I still like them. Of course, you can't beat Sal. It's stylized. Yes, it's definitely stylized. But uh, I, I still do uh, reading. I read basically the omnibuses these days. Uh-huh. Uh, especially if they've been recolored, okay. you know. Uh, but generally speaking, as I said, I don't collect anymore. I don't upgrade. Right, anyway, right. Uh, which is very rare. Most people That's are, interesting, Most yeah. people are yeah. always upgrading. Um, I was pretty fortunate. I've got duplicates on most of the keys. I don't have to do any upgrading right. or whatever it is. Um, but when it comes to reading, if I'm like, oh my God, I want to read something really good, it's going to be something mainly from the 70s. Yeah. Everyone thinks I'm a 60s nut. <laughs> but it's usually the 70s where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm reading this today. You know. Although, as I've done on my claim sales, I read nonstop, thoroughly, like a Marvel zombie until 1999. I was kind of with you. I think that was my cutoff point, yes. was the early 2000s. What weakened me, yeah. of course, it may have weakened you, yeah. was Heroes Return. Heroes, Heroes, Reborn. Heroes Reborn is the last The last issue of Captain America I bought was the last Garney Wade issue. I understand. I, oh, I did buy issue one, and I ripped it up and threw it away. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that was the beginning of the end yeah. for me on that. Agreed. Uh, so it is odd yeah. to be out of sync. Mm-hmm. We're going to want to hear people speak and they're like oh do you remember right. in the red hulk when i'm like huh? I, I, no i don't and i'm you like know? he's immortal now and he can yes. be cut into pieces what i don't understand any yeah. of that yeah, so me either all right 70s yes steve gerber greatest writer ever oh, wow okay that's the wrong answer <laughs> um Who's your favorite Marvel 70s writer? Uh, you know, that's, that's a brutal question. Yeah. I Len Wein, Gerber. I love Gerber, Len yeah. Wein, and Steve Englehart. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I have to say that I think my favorite stuff in the 70s was actually written by Steve Gerber, and it's the Defender stuff that he did with the Headman. The Headman's amazing. Yes. Uh, and no one else could have done it. Right. You couldn't have said, oh, I'm sick. Len, can you come in and do this? <laughs> no. It was such a unique voice. Although I love Len's couple of issues, of course. Yeah. On, so, yeah, Steve Gerber, to me, whenever I do a, uh, I don't know whether you've watched it, when I do a claim yeah. sale mm-hmm. and I'm selling a, a Gerber book, I'll look up. Yeah. Gerber, we remember you. Yeah. And I always tell people, especially the young, please Google that person's name and realize just what he did. Don't, it's, not just, it's not just Howard the Duck. Yep. Amazing, amazing material. I mean, the Len Wein and Steve Englehart stuff on The Defenders is unparalleled to okay. beat that yep so yeah i'm a massive gerber fan and i'm very fortunate that i got to meet him oh that's amazing i never got to meet him giant size man thing number four is probably one of the single greatest comics ever written the uh <laughs> school day uh, uh the bully <laughs> issue yes yeah yes one of my 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 favorite issue that i think he wrote uh i think it's issue 32 for defenders 32 which is the origin of nighthawk 
Oh, what, what happened to Nighthawk's brain? Yes, and I love it when the, the face changes and Chondi's face changes yeah. and Hulk says, oh, ugly head. And I was just, it's just genius. If you have not read the, the Headman Saga, yes. you've got to do yourself a favor yes. and read the uh, Headman Saga. You know, that's why when people always ask me, they think, oh, you're going to talk about the Dark Phoenix Saga, or you're going to talk about the Galactus Trilogy, and I'm like, you've got to read the Headman. Yes. They're like, what is that? And I'm like, you've never read it? Yeah. I said, this is great. This is an opportunity. The good thing is, is that they're not really expensive. No. You can pick up that story, and then you could, I can quite confidently say that no other writer living then or now could match what he did. Do you know what the inspiration was for the Headman? Yes. Tell everybody. Well, luckily enough, I actually wrote an email to Steve Gerber many years ago. And I was like, Steve, um, how come you did the headman? Where did you get that idea from? And so he actually emailed me back. And he said, that's a very good question. He said, I was under a deadline doom. I was, there was nothing I could do. I was sitting in the Marvel offices and I was looking at the stuff that had been coming out like last month. And he saw some issues featuring various characters of the headman. And he thought, Weird Wonder Tales number seven. Yes. Reprints all three stories. Reprints all three stories. And he's like, well, you know, um, I think I can do something with these characters. So off the cuff, he creates the story. So then I followed up with, what did your editor say when you handed it in? And he goes, John Vorputin, who was the uh, editor at the time, just he didn't even look at it. They just pushed it on. That's why that won't be done today. That's why the Starlin books got done the way they were yes. done. It was just meet a print deadline. That yes. was it. And by the way, trying to find that weird Wonder Tales number seven. Yes. Uh, when I was in England, that was like the holy grail. People would look up and go, oh, no, 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 Steve. That's, uh, that's never going to happen. And even when I came over to the States, it, no one had it. Right. I was right. like, hey, do you have weird Wonder Tales? Oh, we don't, we don't carry that book. Yeah. I'm like... What? No one, it, cons back then, no one brought reprint titles. No one brought that stuff. No, no Whitman's were trash. Uh, I mean, second prints were what? Yes. So when I finally got that book, yeah. the clouds opened, <laughs> light shone down, and I was like, oh, and I finally had the, 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 the keys to it. So yeah, definitely. perfect. You got anything? No, hey, I appreciate your time. It's It's uh, been a pleasure. You know what? I'm always watching Steve, you guys. You. Always it. very entertained. And it's really strange to meet Quasar fan number one. <laughs> I give credit where it's due. Thank you, thank you. Wendell Vaughn, to be specific. Yes. <laughs> Wendell, yeah, Wendell Vaughn. Yes. So, thanks, awesome, guys. thank you. We are here once again with the man, the myth, the legend, Lawrence from P.Dots Comics. How's it going, guys? How are you doing? Uh, we're doing well. Uh, all right, so you're here. What's it like so far? Are you doing well? It's been a pretty good show, sales-wise. Uh, obviously, you know, when you think of San Diego Comic-Con, you think of their July show, wall-to-wall -wall people. Right. It's post-pandemic right now, so expectations kind of have to be managed, but um, it's been a good show. The people that are attending are buying, which is good for us dealers. Um, yeah, uh, you know, two years that people have kind of been pent up, yeah. and so it's, it's good. This is his first San Diego yes. Comic-Con. Yes. Okay. So, you have to tell him. Asterix. Yes, <laughs> tell him the difference. Uh, there's a huge difference. So, I would say the exhibit hall is about half the size now than what you'll see in July. Uh, obviously, there's more of a uh, publisher presence. You'll see DC, you'll see Marvel, Boom Studios, all the publishers. You'll see the uh, film houses. Mm -hmm. They'll all have booths and uh, media presence. Uh, if you're lucky enough, maybe you can catch a picture with a cosplaying celebrity. Because uh, it has happened. They 
they'll come into your booth just as Chewbacca. <laughs> um, and, and you won't be able to move. There will be people, well, I can't say what it'll be like post-pandemic, uh, but wall-to-wall people, shoulder-to-shoulder, um, it's a madhouse. Uh, this indifference has been very manageable. Uh, I like the steady flow of this. This feels good. So in terms of book selling, do you sell more books when it's crowded and people have difficulty getting to your booth? Or here, where it's more relaxed and there's people actually being, have an opportunity to browse? I think this has been better for sales book-wise because people have that luxury of elbow space. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when you have elbow space, you have, uh, you know, a comfort level that allows you to take your time, look at the books, uh, you know, actually talk to the vendor mm-hmm. and, you know, negotiate a price that works for both of you. Um, prior to the pandemic, when it's wall-to-wall people, it's, do you have this book? Yes or no? <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and how much? And so it's, it's that rush. Right. And when people feel rushed, it's, it's very impulsive or it's very, I don't like it, and they leave. Um, when it's very comfortable, you can talk to people and, and ease them into the transaction. What are people looking for today and yesterday? Uh, yesterday was a lot of Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. Really? Yes. So we sold uh, we sold the Doctor Strange 169 CGC 8.0. That was uh, 1100. Um, shouldn't be saying this, Taxman. Still. <laughs> but uh, that was 1100. We sold a Doctor Strange, or the um, Amazing Spider-Man Annual Two right. first okay. crossover. We sold one of those for 350. Um, a lot of Spider-Man books. McFarlane, Amazing Spider-Man has been selling really well. Um, a lot of requests for Batman books, especially yeah. New 52. I think that's a cheaper option for people instead of some of the Silver Age. Um, yeah. I, saw, I saw you moving some Twink Superman earlier. <laughs> that's been selling really well. I think I'm... Do I have one left? You've got one, one Twink Superman. <laughs> I've got one left. Uh, it's a $15 sell. It's an easy, easy 15 Um a lot of movie-related stuff, a lot of properties. You know, unfortunately, uh, a lot of the bigger books from the independent studios haven't been selling for me. Okay. Like, Something's Killing the Children. We have a couple asked really? for it, but I think it's at the point where people have filled their run now. Okay. And so they're on whatever issue's coming out, and that's what they want. The back issues have kind of slowed down. Um, You're the only person I've seen here so far with a bone number one. Yes. You're the only one with a bone. <laughs> well, I have a bone to pick, uh, but uh, I've, I've gotten requests on the bone number one. Um, mm, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. I've, got, I've gotten requests, but yeah. potential sale. Potential sale. It's a book that you 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 come across once every. You just don't years. see it. Yeah. yeah. You come first, across by the it way, once it's first print bone number one, right? Nine point eight. Uh, it's nine two. Nine two. I have okay. an evil Ernie number one. Okay. 9.8, which there are only about 30 on the census. Wow. So That's amazing. I, I, I like, when I set up my booths, the difference between my booth and other dealers' booth is I try to specialize in books you don't see often. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you're walking a convention floor as an attendee, if you see the same books all the time, you have multiple choices, and in your head you start a bidding war yep. with the other dealers. Right. If I'm the only room, one in a room with a book, there's no bidding war. Exactly. You pay my price. Right. <laughs> Smart man. Well, thanks, Lawrence. We appreciate it. Good to see you again. No problem, John. I appreciate thanks, it. Yeah, Richard. Good seeing you. Okay. Now, we're back at the hotel room. It's Sunday morning, and uh, we're getting ready to head in to see what kind of uh, sales there are going to be. But we wanted to wrap this up with what uh, our favorite gets were so far from the convention. So. 
I'm looking at your stack and I hate you already. So go ahead, show off, show off. All right, well the first ones, I went to a booth on Friday and they had all three of these books and uh, I passed on them for some reason and then it, it, it ate at me. So the very first thing on Saturday, I went back and bought them. Uh, there are Gru number ones from 1984. Um, I have no idea where they sat here. You know, for those who don't know, Gru has, has been, um, um, I don't want to say picked up, but there is there is an option. There's option for for this as a title, which I am just really really excited about. Anybody who grew up in that era loves Groove. Uh, Sergio Argente, he's he's our Argones, uh, is just an incredible uh, this this incredible book, and in, in it's part of my childhood. So I'm look, really looking forward to this. You're burying the lead. What's that? You paid less than twenty dollars each for those. Yeah, and they're like nine eight candidates. Yeah, they're all they're all gorgeous. Uh, and I saw them, and I saw them in his hand, and I was like <laughs> shooting him daggers from across the room. All right, my first pickups. Uh, I I realized when I was walking the floor, I don't have a really high grade Invaders run, and Invaders was one of my favorite uh, books when I was a kid because it had three of my favorite heroes: Captain America, Human Torch, and Submariner, all in one book. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't care it took place in World War II. I didn't care that Frank Robbins drew it with rubber limbs, uh, but the covers are amazing. I got an Invaders number one. Uh, you know, for a little under, he was asking a hundred. I, I talked him down a bit. It's got some things up here, but it's actually a pretty sharp, nice copy. And along with that, I got First Union Jack, Invaders number eight, which is this and number 20 have really blown up for some reason. I don't know if there's some movie uh, rumors or whatever about Union Jack, but just a classic Jack Kirby cover. So I was really glad to secure these two because uh, if you don't get these now, they're shooting up for some reason and you might miss out. That's a gorgeous copy. I too. know. <laughs> what you got? Uh, next, uh, you know, it, 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 in, when it comes to um, looking at comics at the show, it turned out to be there are a lot of random uh, booths with one or two short boxes of comics. Those are the best ones. Yes, because people were just, didn't curate them as well, and they just and other uh, sharks pass them by because they're like, oh, there's only two boxes of shabby looking books. Right. So John and I were were pawing through one of those kinds of dealers, and it came across this uh, Micronauts number one. It is uh, a nine A candidate. I'm going to press it and send it in. Uh, I got it for twenty five bucks. So you know, it's, it was definitely a deal, and. Um, Again, Micronauts is another childhood favorite. Uh, four hours earlier, I had paid fifty dollars for <laughs> my was, Micronauts number one. Gonna go into and this one <laughs> pulls this out for thirty, and then talks the guy down. You're yep. you're a bastard. Um, I'm happy to say I got one of the things off my checklist for 2022 already, uh, and that is. Flaming Carrot Comics number one. Uh, nice copy. It's not going to be a 9.8, but it's going to be a 9.4 or better. It's got one real uh, little color-breaking spine tick right there. But I got it for 70 bucks. I was super happy uh, that someone had it, number one, and that they had it for $70. Because earlier that day, there was another booth we were at, and they had a, a copy that was just about the same. Maybe it actually had two spine ticks. And the price was covered up by another book that was like over it. Mm -hmm. And so I asked the, the dealer, I said, hey, can you bring that flaming carrot? How much is it? And she brings it down and she looks at the price. It was $100. Mm -hmm. 
And she goes, oh, hold on a second. I don't know if that's the price. And she runs off to go find her husband to see if she could charge me more for the book that was sitting there already priced. Mm -hmm. And we walked away. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not even dealing with you. Bye. And, you know, karma and fate brought me to this book hours later for $30 cheaper in better mm -hmm. condition. Yep. From the same dealers I, I, I got the... Uh the drews from yeah that dealer had a lot of good stuff yes. that we bought yes uh and this these next two came from the same guy right um yes it is yeah it came from the same guy it tells you you know some of these booths are were just with gold mines uh we've got um tales of astonished number 70 it's a classic um a submariner cover first submariner for solo submariner for silver age right um i got one for 18 and one for 20. <laughs> no, they're they're not perfect. I mean, they're probably they're looking at them. They're probably fours, four fives, um, but you know they're you know for that kind of price, couldn't pass them up. Uh, good investment. Um, I think that's an underrated key in the Silver Age. This was something I didn't know I wanted until I saw it. It's one of those things, and it was at the short boxed booth, and that is True Life Secrets number twenty three. Uh, I've seen this cover online a lot. I've seen a lot of people that are romance uh, collectors covet this cover. It's pretty scarce. It's absolutely filthy if you look at it. Um, she is pointing to her mouth while a man is holding a diamond necklace and she's saying, and just what do, uh, just what must I do to get those? <laughs> uh, so it's 5.5. Five. It's gorgeous uh, off-white pages the great deal on it uh, and from short boxed so uh, one of those things that i didn't know i wanted it until i saw it mm -hmm. had to have it okay my next book uh is a book uh, i've been looking for for a while and i think it's on my was on my uh list for the, the yes top five gets for this year and that's tank girl number one a boing <laughs> huge fan of this cover this cover is just over the top <laughs> this is gorgeous um this one is probably a 9.6. It's a gorgeous book. It really doesn't have any uh, serious issues with it. But this is going to be, this is for the PC. I'm going to get this slabbed. And, uh, What'd you pay for it? Do you know? I paid, uh, well, they wanted 200 I paid 150 for it. Wow. Yeah. Okay, talk to him down. Look at you, Mr. Negotiator. <laughs> and uh, I have my last one. Again, one of those books I didn't know I wanted until I saw it. And if you ever watch any of our live sales, you know I have a weakness for it. Young men. <laughs> we have a new young men. Yes, that are in we have a new young men, number 10. And it's way too much dialogue on this cover. I'm not going to read it to you. But basically, it is my, my life when I got out of high school and I didn't know what I wanted to do before I joined the Army. And it's this kid basically saying... Do I want to join the army? I don't know if I should join the army. Maybe I should join the army. And it just, I read this. And I was like, wow, this was my <laughs> life when I was 19. Nice date stamp on it, too. A really cool date stamp from July 12th, 1951. It's got a miscut, but it, it's, you know, uh, he was asking 40. I did not pay 40. Uh, and again, it's just one of those books that uh, resonated with me, but beyond the title, <laughs> the actual content. <laughs> and so I had to pick it up. Okay. Uh, my next choice is, um, it's a rare book, and I was actually surprised to see a copy of it at the show. Uh, this is... In great shape, too. It is in great shape. It's Air Pirates. This is the uh, the Mickey uh, issue. Uh, they illegally used Mickey Mouse. It was an underground comic that 
parodied the Disney characters without permission, obviously. Uh, they get it, they're doing drugs, they're in sexual <laughs> situations. Um, it was a parody. It, Disney came after them, confiscated all their print run. It was never printed again. They went to court over it. Uh, they thought they were protected by parody laws. They were not, apparently. The decision went against them. Disney's lawyers are Disney's lawyers. Yeah. And you have one. I have one. Yeah, there there aren't that many out there. Um, it's he wanted 150 for it. I got it. I got a package deal, and I ended up it's probably about 125. So I paid for it. Um, what do you think it's going to be? I mean, it's really it's nice. Really nice. <laughs> this is one of the reasons why I wanted it. I'm going to press it. And I, I think it's a nine A candidate. You know? He lived in San Francisco. He said so. He had access to all these underground cartoonists that saved copies of this stuff. So it looks like a file copy. Yeah, it really does. It is absolutely gorgeous. You better so. make sure it's not counterfeit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So that's it. That is our. We got a lot more, but we don't want to bore you with everything else we got. I mean, we got stacks of stuff. But uh, what'd you think overall? I thought it was great. Now, I everyone tells me I'm spoiled, so um, I I think it was an enjoyable comic book uh, convention. Yeah. Um, so that was fun, and it was nice to see the cosplayers and everything. But uh, the selection of books are pretty good. You said this is this is the most books you've bought. At SDCC in a long time. I have not bought this many books at San Diego Comic Con in years and years and years. Uh, usually, you know, there's uh, really high end dealers here like Harley Yee, uh, Terry from Terry's Comics, which is great. You know, Mile High Comics used to come all the time, but super expensive books, and so you had to pay, so you didn't buy a lot. This had a lot of. I don't. I want to say uh, second tier dealers that had more selection, and there were actually a dealer that had two dollar boxes. Yeah, I've never seen bargain bins at San Diego Comic Con in decades, so it was great. I loved it. I thought it was excellent. I wish the, the real San Diego Comic Con was like this <laughs> because we're literally in the Hilton across the street, um, and you had the worst first experience. And I say that because it's never going to be this good again. <laughs> Don't always chase that high. I know. You're going to have to take the shuttle from miles away from your uh, hotel. Geez. You're going to be waddling through the crowds and trying to get to table to booth to booth. It's never going to be like this again. I, I, I feel privileged to have this experience. <laughs> no, it's, you know, I've been wanting to come to STCC for, for years. The lottery system has never been my friend. Uh, I finally won the lottery and got a ticket in 20, 2019, and of course COVID hit in 2020, and so nothing. And it, so I haven't actually been able to come, uh, even though I've had a ticket for two and a half years yeah. now. Uh, so this is this is great. This is this is a substitute for it, and um, I look forward to to coming to more in the future. The best part was getting to hang with Richard all weekend. Yay. Yay. All right, that's going to do it for this San Diego Comic-Con special edition. Richard, did you get everything you wanted? Uh, you know what? I, I, I left some stuff on the wall just because. Um, but it's it's just amazing, the selection, the the dealers here. The crowd has been amazing. So it's definitely something I, I, I enjoyed, and I look forward to the next one. Are we going to see you in July? I sure plan on being here, yes. I think I'll come too. Uh, well, we want to give a special thanks to Raphael for running the camera for us Thank so you, nicely. <laughs> and we will see all of you later this week. Everybody stay safe. Yeah, don't forget your tagline. Everybody stay safe. <laughs>